Yo, listen. Oh, we are back, you guys. We are back. Um, it is season three, episode <laughs> one. We are here. Um, some new things have there are some new developments. I'm a rapper now. Um, according to my nephew, um, yeah, <laughs> according to my nephew, he says I he knows my voice and he I have a rapper's mic, so I'm a rapper. So introducing J dub. Let's start the show, shall we? <laughs> 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 I'm weak. I'm sorry. I had to. I just had to fuss at my dog because he wants to lick on himself in my ear. I don't understand that. But the cousins are back. We are back. We are the three of us this season, season three. There's only three of us this year, and um, <laughs> Josh, already, already. Why are you start with your shit already? <laughs> like, I am behaving. I am behaving. Two seconds in. Two seconds in. I'm behaving. Uh, so let me reintroduce us to to y'all. Uh, so again, I'm the rapper of the group this year. I'm J Dub. Um, <laughs> this, we have uh, Jeremy in his Dare shirt. I don't know how true that is, but hi, Dare. <laughs> Truth or Dare? Truth or Dare? Dare. 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 Read my Let me prop him up for you. And. Not oh, not be a B cup. We, we prop. Can't be a B cup. We prop in two seasons. And, and what? And Ron what is here. <laughs> Lebron is here. What's going on with the going on? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> See, last season y'all talked about me with this pen. This season is Lebron. I'm not. I'm no pens or things. I'm delivered, honey. The Lord has upgraded me. Did I say you rolling the blood yesterday? <laughs> I said the Lord upgraded me. Upgraded. Uh, he went from the pen to the blunt. Hallelujah. Mm, yeah, uh, I went the blunt tonight, but I ain't, I, I got to re up on my weed, my armor. So I I smoked my last blunt this morning before work. So I gotta mm. hit my man up tonight. I'm I'm sober practically, but I'm drinking Chateau Nashere um, wine. It's really <laughs> good. It's really, really, really good. Uh, so welcome back. No, Chateau Saint Chateau Michelle. Oh, okay. Chateau. Oh yeah. She's good. She's a good time. We are back, you guys. It's been a long time, and we are so excited to bring to you um the, the way I see it podcast, um, where our perspectives are everything. So we are absolutely going there this season. But just before we get started, I just wanted to reintroduce the show. Um, because this is not a Christian podcast. I ain't no Christian. This is not a Christian podcast. This is an everybody podcast. We, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. Um, <laughs> so we are going to talk about everything. Uh, there's going to be colorful language. And if that is bothers you, then baby, this is your cue. And this is your moment to get the fuck. Okay, ASAP. <laughs> um, this season we are we are focusing on debunking myths, challenge, challenging truths. I'm not going to slur this season. I promise, I'm not. I'm not uh -huh. going to do that. 
Um, mm. <laughs> but we just want to exchange perspectives and we're going to do a lot of laughing and a lot of stuff. Speaking of laughing, Jeremy, oh Lord, what game are we playing tonight? And please not, not, not that, um, uh, in your window shit. <laughs> I like that game. What? It was fun. That was so much fun. He, it was you're not. just a sore loser. You're just a sore loser. If it's okay. <laughs> it was not. My you mind know, is nasty. And everybody knows that anyway um i decided it was one you know it's the first episode so we're gonna keep it g-rated um so we're gonna play play. (laughs) would you rather so later on would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Hmm. Um, I would say I wanted I would do 150 years in the future because you're going to be dead. Have, um you don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. All this new fangled technology shit. All this new fangled technology shit frees me and wake me up a hundred years later. Joe Biden <laughs> but, is still um, with us. So okay, if, he, hello. if he can make it. Surely I can make it. Uh, surely, surely. But um, if but I, I had the passed. ability, I mean, hello. If I had the ability to live 150 years, I think that I would want to see that far in the future because that would impact my decision within the next 10 minutes of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Blocker. So, yeah. You're still gonna be trash in 10 years, but go ahead. <clears throat> so what? What was the question? Was it 10 minutes or 10 years? Ten, 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. <laughs> Thank you for your correction. You stand corrected, but God bless you. <laughs> um, I would want to see 10 minutes because I'm not going to be alive in 150 years. Hell, I'm already 30. Damn. Uh, <laughs> okay. Be careful. Be careful. Right, I'm, I'm real quiet. Real silence. <laughs> you be careful. <laughs> Okay, would you rather find true love today or win the lottery next year? Baby, give me the lottery. Yeah, I'm going to take the lottery too because I have already found my true love. So, (laughs) Um, (laughs) moving on. Yo, this glass pour is sending me a pour. (laughs) I feel like we need some Erica Badu on or something. Right. Uh, Ooh, okay. This is a good one. Would you rather lose your sight or your memories? Oh, baby, mm. I can create new memories. Give me my sight. Mm, that's a that's an interesting. It sounded like a mission statement. Okay, okay. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> my sight or my memory? I think I would. Um, yeah, I think I would take my yeah, take my sight. Okay. Take my side. Okay, last one. Okay. Would you rather give up air conditioning and heating for the rest of your life or give up the internet for the rest of your life? A bitch, I, I got up the internet. <laughs> You'll give up the I, internet? I can't I, I can't be too cold and I can't be too hot. See, now they see this is why you got to say on top of shit because they got these new heated jackets that you can buy. <laughs> And so that's gonna keep me warm. And I, I got a per, I got a fan around her somewhere. Uh huh. I'm sure. 
Okay, you know what, Jeremy? <laughs> Jeremy is starting this season, and we we've been cool. So he don't is choosing he, violence. He's choosing Jeremy's violence. Like, Jeremy's like and one of them real housewives. They, they wait till they wait till the season start to start all their drama. Off off season, we've been cool. And will. So and what okay. about it? Now I know how the real housewives feel because off camera you was. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Let's move on to the service. Let's go to uh, Center Stage. Um, tonight, I'm going to bring to Center Stage um, a graphic designer by the name of Lorico Britton. Um, he is amazing. You thought I was going to call your name, Jeremy? Anyway. I did. Um, it is... People get a bald head and they think they just... <laughs> Honor me. Anyway. Honor me. <laughs> Honor me. <laughs> I'm going to trademark that. Don't 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 take my stuff. Honor me. I'm the honorable one. Anyway, Lorico Britton um, is an amazing graphic designer. I just recently was a part of one of his um, graphic designer courses intensives, and he's amazing at what he does. Um, I, I love people that are intentional, and I love creatives um, that operate with a certain level of intention rather than just trying to chase after a bag. So that intensive really allowed me to see his mind. And um, I think he's a really dope guy. So um, please, and please, I oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Please, y'all, <laughs> find him on Instagram. His name is Larico Britton. Um, and hire him because I'm so tired of y'all having these flyers that look like death certificates. Like, please, I mean, like, stop. It is 2022. I have lost enough award art. I'm tired of mourning. Yes, award art. These, the, I'm so tired of these Canva. club art flyers. Oh, so wait a minute, because Canva's good. <laughs> so let's clap it up one time for Larico. Wait, 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 We got sound effects this season? We got sound effects this season? We done went higher up in the floor. Come on, cues. Come on, cues. I love it. I love it. Who needs The phone hasn't rung in a long time since January. Who needs to call you back, LeRon? Um, so these boozy, bougie, I can't even talk because they pissed me off so bad. These bougie basic bitches need to call me back oh, because y'all always throwing shade at people who purchase shit through DHgate. Bitch, buy that shit on DHgate, okay? You can get you a nice little Louis bag for $100, get you some dunks for $35, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're authentic. They look very, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't got the money to purchase what you need to purchase it, like for me, I just ordered a Birkin bag for $250, and Birkins mm. go for about $30,000. So, and I'm going to be pumping in my DHgate Birkin bag. <laughs> So for all those who like to judge us DH gate baddies and want to front for the gram, like you got all this money in your bank account because you can purchase these things, but you're living in an efficiency, call me back. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, this message has been brought to you by LeBron Nobi. <laughs> <laughs> no affiliation. Um, 
guess he told y'all. <laughs> I guess he told y'all. But if you ain't got to get it real, get it fake. Just as long as it don't look fake. That's all that matters. DH Gate. Okay, period. Because we I don't have the money for a Birkin yet, but I'm gonna buy one from DH Gate so I can pump and feel like the cunt that I am. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, I get there. You know the Saints call it faith. They call it faith. Give, give what it looks like <laughs> until you get the real thing. I support it. I'm encouraged by your faith. Um, let's <laughs> Marvin, get wake your ass up. We gotta ask you a question. What the fuck has been going on? <laughs> because okay, um, so so the last episode, the last episode of the year, we started in 2000. Well, we wrapped up the season earlier this year in 2022, and we specifically told 2022 to come in here and sit down, and don't touch shit. She did not listen mm-hmm. to us at all mm-hmm. because when i tell you 2022 has touched every piece of shit there could be there could possibly be touched she mm-hmm. touched it mm-hmm. and i'm sick of her mm-hmm. um the first thing i want to talk about the first thing i want to ask marvin gay is um what the fuck is going on in mexico i i want us to stop carrying our asses over there so <laughs> the news outlets have reported that so there's two separate stories one story is one group of friends went over to Mexico and one of the girls did not make it back, but her friends came back and um, the family is trying to fight for the body. Um, and the friends came back like, oh, she, you know, had alcohol poisoning. And her cousin was like, no, bitch, me and my cousin have gotten drunk uh, plenty of nights and this ain't no alcohol poison. Where, where's my cousin? And then another set of friend group, uh, rented a Airbnb out there, and all three of them died. So collectively, what? I just want to say, stay your ass away from Cabo in Mexico and all this stuff. It's just too much going on. It's just too. Damn. Baby, put, put go somewhere else. Find, what Twink can say? Find somebody else. <laughs> go somewhere else. Because what? <laughs> I'm gonna say saloon too. How did the three die? So allegedly, like, they say that they all inhaled some toxin. It oh, sounds like a setup to me. It sounds it sounds like, like a scheme set up by Todd mm-hmm. for him to come to you with the <laughs> bullshit. That's what it really sounds like to me. That's definitely giving Romeo real. and Juliet. That's very not Romeo. No, not Romeo and Juliet. Not Romeo and Juliet. And I, that really like upsets me because I was really just planning. I was talking to my cousins and I was like, we should just take a family trip to Tulum. Now, I'm like, mm-hmm. baby, y'all better go to go to Canada, uh, baby. <laughs> not Canada. Okay, you go to way. Canada. <laughs> go to Hawaii, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go to Colorado. <laughs> go somewhere where your beautiful. air ticket work. <laughs> so you say, so just stay in the Great. states, basically. Just stay right here in the states. Yeah. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. stay Don't right risk here. It. Okay, have have you heard about um, Nikita Dragon? I saw that today. I saw that. Um, no. Okay. See, I got y'all got to help me with the pronouns because I think I, I really don't be trying to be disrespectful, but because I have a, I have a friend who goes by them they there, and I was sent a text message about going somewhere tonight. Um, after we wrap with the podcast, and it was like their partner, and I said that don't make sense to me. What you your message just <laughs> grammatically does not make sense. And then I said, oh damn, pronouns, got it. So y'all got to be patient with me. Y'all got to be patient with me. Um, no, I, and I'm I'm in the same boat because I'm like, oh look, it's the featured guest for tonight, the train. Um, Hi, Tom. So I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I um, I'm I am 
gay, 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 gay. Okay. Um, we know. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> um, but even I still like kind of struggle with that, like pro with the pronouns thing. And it's like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like, Girl, if you're a girl, you're a girl, you're where you are, whatever. But Nikita Dragon is, um, she is a transgendered woman and she was arrested in Miami because, uh, she was in her hotel room. You know, if you don't know Nikita Dragon, she's like a, a social media influencer, she really be on that rat ta ta shit sometimes. So, you know, uh, so she was she was in her hotel room having a little party, whatever. So they asked her to come up and, like, quiet it down or whatever. And, of course, Nikita being who she is, she did not do that. She actually, so security had to call the cops on her. Cops came to the room. She threw bottles at their, she threw water bottles at them, threw water on them. And so the cops arrested her. But what sent me out about this whole thing is that she had, uh, during her court date, she... <laughs> Her question was, um, am I going to be able to be moved from the men's facility or, or for the men's quarter? You know what? You have a vagina? The judge, said, the judge said, oh, I don't know what the rules are there, but who can look into it for you? Valid. I mean, I was like, damn. But it, I mean, it is valid. Like. But then I was like, damn, Miss Thing, like, you just really put your tea out there because you just let the whole world know that you didn't have bottom surgery. So you still got your little thing down there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, if you have a penis, then you're you going to be where, where dick swing. Um, <laughs> now, if you had a vagina, uh, <laughs> then, a what? of course, a what? you could. A what? <laughs> <laughs> that, listen, that, that wine is already, my God. He said, he said a vagina. His, a vagina. A, a, a change. Okay, you know, Lord. I was in Mississippi for the summer. Uh, <laughs> a wonderful change has come over me. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I. Hey, if you have a dick, then you deserve to be where the dicks are. If you have a vagina, then go where the vaginas are. That's how I see it. Um, go with God. <laughs> you go with God. You be great in your lavender. But I saw that on Twitter. I saw that on Twitter, and people were like, they were like distraught because this woman is in a men's facility, and I, I was scratching my head because I did not know who Nikita Dragon was. Um, I actually thought it was an actress from um, Designated Survivor, but it wasn't her. So, no, I, yeah, a transgender, a transgender woman. And, and, and to your point, like if if she, I don't know, like I only came across it as I mean, most of you know if you're listening. I've not been on socials for a while, so I'm like kind of oblivious to like all the things that are going on, mm-hmm. like social media wise. So I only thing I really still do have is TikTok because that keeps me entertained while I'm at work. Mm. So when I saw that shit on TikTok, I was like, well, you know, I like, I don't know if she had the bottom surgery. I don't know if she still got her dick or not. But I mean, if you do, girl, then you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 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 then, so then that brings me to another question. I, I think I think the question that I have, because I, I do believe that everybody should be respected and honored and whatever as they want to be. Go for it. But at what point do we draw the line? Because I was scrolling social media the other day and I saw that this man had he he identifies himself or somebody identifies themselves as trans Korean or trans Asian. And okay. my thing is my thing is okay, so where okay. do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line? Because if we're not going to draw a line, I want to be a trans kid. Like cuz adult <laughs> things <is very> <laughs> 
No, I seriously. Want to, I want to unsubscribe. I don't identify as, a, as an adult. I don't. Right. I want to unsubscribe. I, I want to an unsubscribe, and I want somebody to pay my bills. I want snacks right. provided. I want to watch Barney. I will watch Barney. I will. I don't. I don't subscribe to my age. I don't <laughs> identify as a thirty-year-old. I'm sorry. I am. And, I am. My thing is like that. This nigga not learn from Rachel Dolls or Dolls Dolls Doll or whatever her name was. <laughs> the was she was like. Right, the bitch that was trying to say she was transracial. So, did you not learn from her? <laughs> like, she like pulled a whole scheme talking about she black male bitch. She was white. You was white. With the braids, and, with the braids, and and, braids, and the curly, yeah. with the braids, and then bitch trying to say that's your nat- that's your natural curl pattern. No, bitch, you got a perm. Those are perm rods. <laughs> Those are perm rods. I um, I think her. I have an issue with going back to like pronouns. So. If you, if you were listening last season, you know, I used to teach, but I don't anymore. Praise God. Um, but I had a student my first year. She went by a different first name. So I was like, OK, cool. And it was a boy name. And I was like, all right, whatever. Then the next semester, it was the pronouns changed to he, him, his. Then the next school year, it was they, them, there. And so I'm just a little bit confused because. You're you saying you're he him his, but you got on a dress, and I, I, so I don't, I don't know. I'm with you, Josh. Like it doesn't. When I hear they them, it doesn't make sense to me because like here's my here's my confusion in all of that. It is you're one person. So where's the they come? Like where does they come in from? Like do right. you? Have I think they come in. They don't subscribe to that. They don't. They, they don't view themselves as their gender. Like they're just. They're, they're, they're more, they, they, they don't, they don't believe that, you know, that they're whatever, that whatever gender they were assigned at birth, they just believe that that's not, it, it, so I, I think it kind of correlates and ties into the whole no, like, I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to like have any type of labels on so me. Then so then the pronoun should be it. I, hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because, Shit. because for me, by definition, they means more than one. It's like yeah. a collective and it's like I always get confused when people say my pronouns are they them and and I'm like, are you telling me that you are bipolar or that you have multiple personalities? Like, what are you okay. saying oh to me? Oh my god! Oh my god, Josh! <laughs> Listen, you about to get canceled? I know. <laughs> Look, everybody, I don't want to be canceled. Don't cancel me. <laughs> don't cancel me because apparently, if you get canceled, you get more clout. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like cancel culture. It like. <laughs> I just, I just really don't understand. So I, I think I'm gonna have somebody on this, on this season that can better explain, explain that yeah. and expound on that for us. But I, I really, I'm really confused. Um, so the other thing that I want to know, um, Uvalde, um, come, come closer, come closer. I have a question for you. What the fuck? What the fuck? Because so the elections just happened and. You know, I was calling myself Helen McCarter because I was ready to get Hot Wheels up out of here. And hmm. I found out that Uvalde, the the same place where all of those children got massacred. I mean, they got unalived at school. That was the town that vote, voted primarily for Abbott when after the shooting, Abbott said to them, well, it could have been worse. I'm just trying to figure out 
why the fuck in 2022 yes i said fuck why the fuck in 2022 are we advocating for slavery i don't understand i i don't understand worse he said it could be it could be worse bitch what's worse than me dropping my child off and some lunatic showing up with a gun unaliving my kid what's worse than that i'm sorry i must not have been there can you can you show me an example of what is worse, can, please? Can I would love show to me know. An example <laughs> of what's worse. I would like to see it. <laughs> no, sir. Show me. Show me the receipts, please. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say this. I believe that old white men are the antichrist. I I really do. I it, it just checks. <laughs> it just checks out. And this is this really. <laughs> I it just checks out. Wrong. I believe white people in general. Just a blanket statement. I believe white people. Now there are some of y'all that is, that's cool. I'm not talking about y'all. So if the shoe don't fit, don't don't come at me. But right. overall, <laughs> white. People are the antichrist, and I'm I'm willing to die on the hill because it it just doesn't make sense. So white white men are advocating for women not having control of their bodies. They don't want mm. to do anything about gun about gun control, but they want to tell women who that you know they have to have a baby and they can't have birth control or they can't have abortions. Um, when you know you're really not pro life, you're pro birth, which is the difference because you don't give a fuck about people being alive. You just want mm-hmm. the babies to be born. Um, this man, particularly Abbott, left us in the cold during the winter during the winter storm with no electricity, no hot water. How how do you people died? How do you? go to the voting polls and scribble in Abbott knowing that he he stands well I can't say stands but he stand he sits <laughs> four wheels or two wheels however many wheels are in his wheelchair down on his stances. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry I don't understand. <laughs> I think what I've noticed I think yesterday's election um and like all of social media today kind of confirmed what I felt about white people saying people, white people that we, you know, not the ones we're not cool with. Um, but they will stand in solidarity for just a moment and then go right back to what they believe, what they still believed in. Mm-hmm. They just think they do their due diligence. We're like, Oh, we're so sorry for the loss of those children. However, I'm still going to do, you know, because I was reading Mm -hmm. a statistic today and there were a lot of women who voted for Abbott. I'm just like, I don't "Mm, understand. I don't understand. Mm. (laughs) So, yeah, white people are really good at, I mean, and some, and let's be real, some black people because Herschel Walker, hello. um, Mm. But we put on. That's the nigga that got caught uh, in his interview with the receipt of the check that he paid for that girl to get the abortion. I think I think so. I think that mm. was him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they'll stand in you know the truth for just a moment, just to put on that front, and then go right back to what they were doing. So it's it's a fucking mess. <laughs> I I think I think if you are white, you deserve to be punished by the Lord. I, that's just how I feel, and oh I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But I feel <laughs> that you are the Antichrist. You are part of the Antichrist agenda, and that's just how I feel about it. Until and until you know, Holy Spirit reveals something else different to me, I'm going to stand ten toes on that. Moving on, um, <laughs> um, I have another question. 
I really do. Do y'all suck toes during sex? Suck toes <laughs> during sex? Yes. I've had I've had my toes sucked, but um I do not like feet, so I do not do that. But I've had my toes sucked. Okay. okay. I mean I I haven't, but I want to. <clears throat> well, no, I have. I've sucked toes before, but just not during sex. So, but I do I I would like oh, to try wait, that. Okay. Can we stop there? Because we have to unpack that. You have sucked <laughs> toes, but not during sex. So, yeah, during so like, like I mean, like literally, like in missionaries, what I'm saying, you know, like, like. But you're no. fucking. No, if you're like, in the missionary position, you're fucking. No, right? no, no. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, when I've sucked toes, it was like foreplay. Like we weren't. It wasn't like we weren't. Oh, baby, having, no, um, no. No, so you did so. No. So you just like to suck suck on toes just for foreplay, just for foreplay. That's what I, I've done that before, but I would like to for do it during sex. I just haven't yet. It's, it's the in play. It's not for or after. It's in. <laughs> I have to be in for you to put your foot in my mouth. It's, it's just you know it makes more sense for me. Um, don't know where that question came from. I just I was just very curious to see if you know because I know Lamar is very nasty. Um, I am very but... nasty. I'm a nasty bitch. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> we know, girl. I'm a nasty bitch, and and that's why <laughs> that's why my bullshit um, gets put up with because I'm a nasty bitch. <laughs> isn't that powerful? <laughs> you better throw that neck. You better throw okay. that neck. What's it some more say, bitch? I got hula hoop with my neck. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, Missy Elliott had her wax figure uh, done, and no shade, no tea. I just really didn't know the difference between which one was actually Missy or not. Uh, I mean, okay. they got it down. Her eyes were bulging, bulging as as well. You know, I was just, I just didn't know. I was like, Missy, which one is you? It, you know, it was like that wow. moment in Toy Story 2 where, uh, or Toy Story 3 where Buzz was, had gone Spanish and they had two of them. And it was like, okay, which one is Buzz? I didn't know which one Missy was. And I, I promise Josh. I was sober. Josh. Yeah. Um, Josh. <laughs> you need to grow I'm up. I'm just saying. I'm just no, saying. I, I, because there are some wax, fil- uh, wax filters Uh-oh. now. There are Stay some wax it. figures. Let's Stay with it. Juice. <laughs> there are some wax figures that are very, like, to the T. So I can understand what you're saying, but she really had to talk about her eyes like that now, Josh. It was so real that I just I just didn't know which one was which. Does who? Vivica Fox, because you know, Who? baby girl that has some work done. Vivica okay, Fox, which version of Vivica she, Fox? She they is do? the figure. <laughs> Vivica Fox, you can play that game, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would rather prefer the uh booty call, uh, Vivica A. Fox. I saw her in Macy's. I saw her in Macy's years ago, <laughs> and I'm screaming the the fact that she was in Macy's, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it just dawned on me. <laughs> oh my so god! <laughs> I was I was leaving, and she walked past me, and I was like, I think that was Vivica Fox. And then I turned around, I was like, Oh wow! And she turned, and I was just like, That's a lot of work. But damn, the bitch was in wow. Macy's with the, and she had just bought something and was looking 
Super happy. So all right. Well, you go ahead and you wow. go ahead and get your Macy's. Uh, your Maybe Macy's she ain't been in no movies. So hey, the money, you know, the money ain't money. In. <laughs> the last thing I seen was that Tubi movie. She was in that Tubi movie. The last thing I seen her in about the two uh, transgender. <laughs> Not Tubi. Not Tubi. Don't do Tubi because Tubi is real cute. Okay. My best friend. Oh, speaking of my best friend, Jeremy. My best friend said, "Hey, oh, hey." <laughs> he said, "What's up? <laughs> What's is good? this some to pack? Are we getting show booty? Excuse me. <laughs> you like him? <laughs> no, my be- my best friend just thinks Jeremy is cute. But um, he put me on the um, tube and he was like, "Girl, watch this movies about these two beat ass trans girl." Da 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 da. And, and the and the uh, Vivica, uh, Vivica A. Fox plays her mom, and I was like, "Oh, all right." But she came on that screen. And I said, uh, "Who <laughs> is that?" <laughs> uh, well, speaking, well, speaking of celebrities saving coin, so allegedly, uh, Labusi was spotted flying Spirit. <laughs> I don't make the news. I just reported he was, but he's he's since denied all claims. And you know the people have submitted video evidence, and you know it's just hard to tell right now. So you know we just gonna pray. You know I understand. I understand it, inflation is is something, and you know sometimes you just need to get where you need to get. Um, you know, I, I've ridden I've I've ridden the mega bus to places. Some I mean I was in college and I was broke, but um, okay. I still. <laughs> Use a service of transportation that was cheaper than than the most. So, mm-hmm. hey, to God be the glory for that for them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> jump into our main topic. So, oh 2022, let me tell you. 2022 has been the longest year I have ever been a part of. Like, <laughs> like literally. Like, the insurrection happened january of this year and i thought that was last year that's how long 2022 feels that did happen this year happened this year and i was like no that happened last year y'all and it was like no josh that was january 6th of 2022 jesus this has been a long ass year. <laughs> it has been it has been a long ass year. So, um, being that this is our first episode back, I just want to just check in with us. Uh, we're titling this episode. Let's try this again because, bitch, personally, twenty twenty two. Shane Chateau Shermel Michelle. That beat my ass. <laughs> um, 2022 for me has been ghetto as fuck. So um, I just want to see where we are now. Um, what I do know is all of us are actively in therapy. So let's clap it up for that, huh? Let's come on, Q. Come on, Q. Come on, Q. <laughs> uh-huh. All of us are in therapy. Yes. And we, you know, I I I think that that's one of the greatest gifts um to see three different kind of black men mm-hmm. who are friends actively healing. And 
handling that shit. You know, I think that's that's commendable. So I'm I want to say as a black man to other to two other black men, I'm proud of y'all for being in therapy, maintaining that, you know, we're not going to get sappy. We usually say that towards the end of the season, but <laughs> I really am proud of y'all. And when y'all sent me notes saying that, you know, y'all were in therapy. Okay. Let me push pause. Y'all I'm speaking so low today because I really don't have too much a voice. So I'm giving y'all Barry White, all this stuff because, uh, you know, he want to be keeping uh, sweats up. Uh, my pinky drop a voice, you know, <laughs> <laughs> play with that <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway I just want to say I'm proud of you guys for um, being in therapy and doing the work I really I'm I'm an advocate for that because I know how therapy changed my life so I'm kudos for you yes 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 it's, that's definitely a beautiful thing and I love I love to see y'all know that therapy is mental health especially in our community in our in our black in the African American, African American community, it's such, it's such, it's so stigmatized. You know, it's like people equate uh, therapy to crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not especially with, among us. So, it, so I love, I echo your thoughts. I'm very proud of all of us for taking those steps to really divulge and dive and go deep and heal. I love and that. church folks mm, don't have to stop being deep when it comes to mental health. Oh, Please. I'm just going to pray for the Lord to... No. The Lord gave you common sense. You need to use it and take your... And get your ass in therapy. And not only that, the Lord... The Lord uh, put something in therapists. Like, that. There is a, there's a passion. There is... People who go to school for therapy, there's a passion burning inside of them to help people. That is a gift from God. So yeah, he's placed absolutely. people just just like doctors, lawyers, whoever. He has gifted these people to do these things for us. So come on, come up. Yeah, I just don't understand the church people that say, you know, just pray about it because you'll take your ass to the heart specialist, the eye specialist, you know, any kind of doctor. But then mental health, oh, I'm just going to pray about it. No, bitch, take your ass to a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> And go sit on the couch. Some of y'all yeah. don't need off to work. Y'all need the couch. Okay. And um, preach by I, itself. <laughs> listen, and that's the kind of preaching I do. Um, so I, I, I really am ecstatic about uh, all of us being in therapy. So let's talk about where we are now. So I'll start. Um, last season, I was really heavily talking about my grandmother, and since then, unfortunately, my grandmother passed, and um. So life has been really ghetto. I've been in transition for the most of this year. Um, so I'm talking transition job-wise, um, transition lifestyle-wise. Um, and then to lose my grandmother this year, really, n- not going to lie, that really did something for me. It did something for me and to me. Um, It changed me drastically um, because I had not lost anybody that close to me since 2011. So, um, and the difference between this is I watched my grandmother die every day. Like I watched the process of 
death happen every day. Mm. That mm. changed me. Mm. That really changed me to, um, I, I, I said it like this, July 15th changed my life. Um, I was working, got a call. Hey, Granny's throwing a blood, get to the hospital now. Okay, wonderful. We get to the hospital and the nurse says, well, you know, she's going to be fine. You know, she's going to be home. She's going to wake up, you know, from, you know, surgery. We found the cause of bleeding. We found whatever. So that's why I actually showed up to Jeremy's birthday uh, dinner, um, which was a whole thing. We have to talk offline about that, Jeremy. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Showed up there because I thought my grandmother was going to be okay. Went to a pool party the next day, had a family meeting. And then that following Sunday, the 19th, um, you know, my grandmother calls us to the hospital. And was like, I just want to see my, my kids and my grandkids. And it was, it was my grandmother hugging me like she knew it was the last time. Mm. And it was. So I think, I think it changed me because intention means a lot to me now mm. because mm. my grandmother was very intentional before I get the fuck out of here. Let me let, let me make sure the people I love for real know that I love them. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. so, and, and, and that's why I really stand on this, this notion now that intention can be felt and mm -hmm. how I receive a message is in fact, um, how it's intended. Yeah. I, I really believe that now that the intention that you set before speaking, before performing an action is the, ten, mm -hmm. is the intention that's going to be felt because my grandmother hugged me like she knew it was the last time. And mm -hmm. that's still something that I can't get out of my head because mm -hmm. I felt it. I mm -hmm. felt goodbye in that hug. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and then, you know, to just, you know, so even on that Sunday, the nurse says to me, well, you know, your grandmother's, you know, things are going to regulate within two weeks. So I'm thinking we still have time only for me to get home. And my aunt FaceTimes me and says, well, tomorrow, go, don't go to work, cancel your day because we have to move mom into hospice because the doctor said there's nothing else that they can do. So it's a timeline of all of that. Um it really fucked me up. I'm not going to lie. It really fucked me up because you you would have to know and understand my grandmother and my relationship with my grandmother. We never saw her like that. And in a place in a in a, in, in a position where she couldn't fend for herself, it really frustrated her, you know, sitting in hospice. And there was one point in time where she was fragile. She shrunk literally. And she, threw her legs off the side of the bed and was trying to walk like, I need to go to the bathroom. And us telling her, Granny, you can't walk, mm. that really did something to her mm. because being that independent. I, last season, I talked about one of my biggest fears being, you know, totally dependent upon other people. I think I witnessed that with my grandmother. Mm. That yeah. my, my grandmother never, my grandmother was a hustler. If she needed something, she was going to get it. I love it. And to see the defeat in her, she would cry in hospice because mm -hmm. of what she couldn't do. 
and to watch that for two two and a half weeks until she you know subsided um that was hard that was hard mm-hmm. i held my grandmother's hand seven times as she stopped breathing that was hard for me um i'll never forget that day i'll never forget the initial one um when i grabbed my grandmother's hand i just said i was just going to the hospital and i held my grandmother's hand just to let her know i was there and she stopped breathing and i was i just looked at her like girl i know you lying i know you did not wait for me to get here to die while i'm holding my while i'm holding your hand i know you lying and then she said <gasps> she did that seven times every hour and the space of time between her coming back got longer and longer mm. That did something to me, you know? So I faced this year, I faced a new level of depression because I've lost somebody before that that meant that much to me, but I didn't see them die. I didn't witness their um, decline on a day-to-day, hour-by-hour basis. With my grandmother, I, with my grandmother, I saw that. And it fucked me up. It fucked me up. I'm literally just now getting to getting back to myself, but it fucked me up. Yeah, that's definitely a traumatic. I could not imagine. I know, like, when my when my grandfather transitions, it wasn't. I was living in North Carolina at the time, and he, he was still here in Jersey, and it was hard just being in the same room watching him because they they brought from hospice home. Mm. So it was uh, just even being in the same room, like with all of our family, just singing, just worship songs, whatever, praying while he was around him and just watching him take his last last breath. That was so I can only imagine just being there during the process. Yeah. You know, I think um, I think I told you this, Joshua, maybe I wanted to. Um, If this brings you like any consolation it was such a beautiful experience to see, like to witness how you went through that. Because for me personally, like when my grandmother passed, I was literally across the world. And Mm. my last memory was me on WhatsApp calling her name and she wasn't really responding and hearing like, just hearing her breathe. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there was a part of me that was honestly like a little jealous because it was like as as hard as it would be to like be there through that entire process of like one minute she's okay and then the next she's in hospice you know it was such a like like for you a quick transition mm-hmm. um and i'm getting all this information literally i'm 10 hours ahead of you know ahead of them so it's it's mm-hmm. it's just, it was weird it was such a, a weird experience and then to get the call you know that she had passed um but like you showed so much strength and yeah. you know just to just to push through because i don't know it there's a reason you went through that there's a mm-hmm. reason you went through that that yeah. way yeah so yeah um and then secondly i never i've never questioned your friendship but you coming to my birthday meant the most more than anybody at that table oh um we're not getting emotional. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> it's too early in the season for that. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> um, we can't cry it, child. Like, yeah, this, no. this episode um, one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, this and I, you know, when it gets to me. But this year was man, 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 man. Um, 
And so when my birthday came around, I didn't want to do anything, but I was like, you know what? I don't have much to celebrate besides, you know, another year, but I'm going to just, you know, and I was like, I started making my list and I was like, whoever comes, they come, you know, but then the condition and the emotional, you know, baggage that Josh came with, like, that's a real friend. Yeah. That's a real and, friend. And see, the the way I feel, I showed up because one, you're my friend and you sh- you've shown up for me a number of times. And then because I said I was going to show up, um, that that day, July fifteenth, I was just like, I was out of it because I was I was scared because last season my grandmother had a stroke, mm-hmm. and it was like it was scary, and I talked about how scary that was, but to get the call from my cousin or the text rather to say, hey, Granny's throwing a blood, and me knowing that throwing a blood is a bad sign. In any case, I'm just like, ooh. So I showed up because, one, I needed that moment of escape because I was a scared little boy. And then for me to show up, (laughs) for me to show up and then still be kind of myself where I'm still flirting and, you know, hey, you know, pass my information to such and such. Uh You know, I'm (laughs) crying. He he did. He absolutely did. (laughs) I meant it. And I totally meant it, but it was, it was the escape that I needed. Um, because at that table, I was, I was scared. I was, I was scared. And the only reason that I was able to really show up there, uh, was because I trusted the doctors or the nurses, you know, stance that she was going to be okay. Had I known that two and a half weeks later that my grandmother would take her last breath, I, I don't know how how I would have responded. Um, but a lot of things have happened since the last time we've had an episode uh, for the The Way I See It podcast. So I just want to get into that, just catch us up, just to bring us up, because I learned a lot in dealing with the grief and the death of my grandmother. Um, so I'm curious to know what's been going on with y'all. You want me to take a deep sigh? I'm at a deep sigh. It was like uh, in unison, we all sigh. (laughs) Oh, before we go, that Leslie is gone, y'all. Lord, well, shit. Oh, shit. What are y'all doing? He's gone. That really hurt my head. That really hurt my heart. 2022. Fuck you. 2022, you took Betty and it took Leslie. Betty, Leslie. And a number of others. And I'm just over it. (laughs) Leslie George. So yeah, Jeremy, catch us up. What's going on with you? Because the last time we talked, you were going through this this transition with, you know, not no longer being a school teacher. You you mentioned something last season about becoming a police officer. So catch us up. Where where, where you where you at? Where you at? Where you be? Uh, (laughs) Ooh, it's a lot. Um yeah, so I resigned from teaching. Um, in December of last year and yeah, just a lot of shit that went on there. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, I kind of had an opportunity to like explore, you know, previous passions or, you know, or passions that I've had to put to the side. And so, yeah, I I was looking into law enforcement and so, you know, started applying shit like that, going through testing, but 
um, the closest department I got with was uh, Dallas, actually. So if anybody doesn't know anything about the police process, it's very long. You put in an application. You have to wait two to three months to get a response. You take your physical test. You take the written test. But it's all about you have to pass, pass, pass. Um, you take a polygraph examination, like they hook you up to a machine and specific questions that you, yeah, specific questions that you put on your personal, um, history statement or booklet or whatever. That's like 55 pages. They ask you about on the polygraph. Um, so then you do a oral board, you know, um, interview as well. So I got all the way through all that with Dallas and then, was waiting for, you know, background and all that stuff like that. And then, of course, what happened in my school pretty much interrupted that. So, um, yeah. So then it was just like, um, well, what, well, what, why, Siri, shut the fuck up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was just like, okay, now what? And so during that time, I was still getting my unemployment. So... Not great money, but something coming in, right? And um, yeah, that was suddenly cut off in like the middle of March. And so, yeah, and I had to file an appeal. Didn't hear anything back for like six months. And so literally from like March to September 1st, I did not have consistent income. Mm. Um, And like this... It's it's so hard to believe at one point, like I would just like, you know, you know, I have food stamps, which was great, but it was like, I need gas money. I need I need dog food. I need this. I need that. I may not have had everything, but there was never a time where I didn't have something. And like, look at God. Anybody who has ever, you know, cash apped me, Venmo, Zelle, Apple, you know, Apple Cash. You have no idea. Like people be like, "Oh, I can only send you twenty five, but you, well, you didn't realize that twenty five was from my gas tank." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah. God showed me how He would still cover me by other people, mm-hmm. and um, but while all that was going on, my rent was piling up, and so this is mm-hmm. like the real like, man, I'm probably gonna cry. I don't know, but anyway, um. So something I've never experienced, you know, you hear people, you know, the big E word eviction, you know, Mm -hmm. you see it happen. Um, You hope to never do it because like that'll literally ruin you for like, I think, what, seven or 10 years or something like that. Um, Depends on the state. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll never forget it. I was at, oh, I did start a new job. So we're, you know, amen for that. Um, But while I was at work, um, my camera went off and somebody was like trying to come in my house. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? She was like, Oh, I'm just here to uh, drop off your 30 day notice. I was just like, Oh, Ooh. and I, I mean, I was just like, well, fuck, you know? So the type of person that I am, it's very hard for me to ask for help, especially like, because I've, ha- I've asked so many times and so many, you know, like and some of the same people, I'm just like, damn, like, I really have to kill my pride. Like that was, that was hard. It's embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that, yeah. And I remember I was like, I owed at the time, like over $5,000. Jesus. Yeah. And then by the time I was just like, okay, I'm gonna ask my church that didn't work. 
and that's no shade like that's yeah um it's partially my fault because i didn't speak up when i should have which that was also a a learning lesson um but by the time september 17th rolled around that was the 30-day period um i asked my church again answer was still no and that was sunday which was the monday before 10 a.m when they were gonna go to the court and file the eviction So I sat in church and I was like, all right, you know what? I don't like to put my, you know, my business on blast, but I went on Facebook, posted about it. I didn't specifically give all the details, but people knew, you know, what it was. And so um, by the time I left church, I had almost like over a thousand in my cash app just in that, you know, hour and a half span. And then by the time... I woke up the next morning. I had, I was, I was short, but I had, I'd gotten like maybe over two grand just from like different platforms. And then, and then, excuse me, Bella. <laughs> Bella, um, I'm Bella, down. Says, Bella says, Hey y'all. Um, <laughs> hey, but, um, so that Saturday night though, I talked to my dad and my dad was like, just tell me, tell me what you come up with. And I'll cover the rest. Mm. And so Monday, September 18th at 9.45 a.m., I walked into that bank and had handed them a check. And I did not get evicted. And I just, That's you know, happened. it's one of those oh. things like, yeah, like I've always had a sense of perseverance. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, I haven't always been resilient. I feel like those are two different, you know, two different mm-hmm. sides of this other spectrum. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think this has taught me because like you, Josh, it was another level of depression. Um, and mm-hmm. that's another thing. When I lost my insurance, I couldn't afford my antidepressants. And so like summertime, that was another reason why it was hard for me to have a party because I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to take mm-hmm. care of my dogs. I didn't want to take care of myself. Like it was rough. Um, and I just see they, you know, tried, they tried to put me on antidepressants, but I chose weed because I just did. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm okay with that because yeah. they can. Yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but I just I just told myself every day just just wake up and try. That's it. Mm. Just wake up mm. and try, and that has carried me to like this moment um so i'm i'm getting back on the horse slowly but surely like i got one leg over now i'm just trying to saddle up and you know and get back on my feet comfortably but it's felt amazing to pay my rent and be okay you Mm. know and congratulations i I, and i mean that congratulations because that that's something that people typically take for granted um and they don't see that as a big thing yeah but personally i know what that feels like so congratulations and i'm happy that that didn't overwhelm you or overtake you in that capacity i want y'all to know this wine is whooping my ass right now (laughs) <laughs> Michelle, Michelle is tearing you the fuck up. Michelle, Michelle is going to Michelle, 
She's a rise. It's the lean in for me into the mic. Okay. She's temp. She's ten point five alcohol volume. I just want y'all to know she's whooping my ass right now, and I didn't drink this whole bottle by myself. Jesus, I love that for you. I love that. (laughs) I love it for me too. Lebron, what's been going on with you? A child. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely has been a year. I mean, I can definitely start on some good things. Like, um, so for. Um, my close friends that do know, um, I have. I thought you were talking about your close friend's story. My bad. Um, no, I, I, I don't get down like that, like you. Um, so my, um, I in 2020, I had a beautiful, I had a beautiful condo. It was privately owned. It had a one bedroom, a huge walk-in closet. It, I loved it. So at the end of 2020, they, uh, the owner decided they wanted to sell the place. So essentially, since the beginning of 2021, I have been essentially homeless. I haven't like really had a home to call my own. I've been staying with family. Um, but this, but um, about two months ago, um, the church that I used, used to lead praise and worship at, one of the ladies um, called me and told me that she had a three-bedroom house coming available um, for a good amount. I'm not going to get into the rent price, but it is definitely good. And um, she's actually interested in um, like selling it because she has multiple rental properties and she's kind of just at the age where she's just over it. Mm-hmm. So um, not only is she going to rent, she's going to rent to me for a year. And then when the year comes up, we're going to be, be uh, start discussing like lease purchasing or me being able to purchase the home. So um, that's good because I've um, I've wanted uh, I've wanted to I love HGTV y'all like love 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 HGTV so like shows like you know f- flipping shows and shit like that like that really mm-hmm. just int- I've always wanted to get into like flipping houses and stuff like that even having rental properties so that so now that a door has opened up for me after a long time to be able to um, rent have time to rebuild my credit and then get, then transition to purchasing to remodel and then eventually like turn it into rental property or flip it or sell it myself whatever the case may be i'm just happy that the opportunity has been afforded to me thank you lord because it has been a long time coming so um and a three-bedroom house too come on one room is going to be dedicated to my closet and that's that period <laughs> it's gonna be my bedroom a walk-in closet or a, a wardrobe room and then a guest bedroom so um <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy about that i'm very grateful about that so that is definitely one good thing that one great thing that has happened to me this year but this year has definitely been trying um i know that last last year and even the year before that um i have been very vocal about my relationship and how in love that i am this year has been a, a tough year for my baby and I, um, I'll say this: I'm technically single, but unavailable. So um, we're in, we're not a fit, we're not together. But that's my nigga. That's not my nigga. That is my nigga. So don't be don't sliding be, in his DMs. Don't be sending news in vanish mode. Period. Because bitch, that I'll still get you clocked. Um, I but because I be sending uh, news in vanish mode. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm crying, but no, we're um. It has it's it's been it's been it's been rough for us. It has been definitely a rough year for us, and just experiencing, you know, um, that especially because we've been together for almost five years now. So like ha- like losing Oof. that relationship for losing that connection with somebody like for a little bit of the time that we did caused me to be in a depression because he was my safe place. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a person yeah. like. 
if I'm going through something, if I'm overwhelmed, if something's supposed to be at work or if, you know, me and Bryson are into it or something like that, I can at least go to him and talk. So like losing, losing that for a little bit, you know, definitely caused me to be depressed. And then getting, um, getting, uh, I applied for a different position at my job twice, got denied both times. That sent me to depression. And on top of it is now 2021 and I'm still homeless. Um, that, that really sent me into a tizzy as well, but therapy has been great. Um, I'm, it uh caused me to just coming out like i have my good days it has been a good week so far um but just really uh coming off of socials has really helped me because it is really i mean if y'all could see me even now like i i'm not lebron no beat tonight i'm lebron i didn't feel like putting on the character of LeBron Abbey and, and, and for a while, that's what I felt like I was doing. Like I was just putting on this character, this person not really being in tune with myself. So being yeah. off of social kind of being in hiding gave me opportunities to really like tap into the little boy inside of myself and really like figure out who he likes to, who he wants to be, what does he like to do? What are some dreams and, you know, projects that he wanted to do that he pushed aside because of fear, uh, procrastination. It really has caused me to like, you know, really look at myself and really, yeah. you know, it's not really deal with the ugly truths about myself. Yeah. So, um, and, and really have a come to Jesus moment and, you know, be, begin to start fixing those things because, you know, I, I do, I do this at, I, I do this to an extent at the end of every year. Like I kind of just take, do like a real look, a real introspection. I'm like, all right, so how do how do you want 2023 to be, or how do you want the next year to be for you? Um, Mm -hmm. but this year I did it to like a different, like, so I was like, all right, so I'm tired of like going to ending one year saying I'm going to do this and going to the new year excited. And then at some point in that year, it falls by the wayside. So what are you doing, LaRon, that that continues to happen and how can we break the cycle? So that's what's been going on with me. Just really trying to break this cycle because I'm 33, about to be 34. And I don't want, I don't want to. Cause time flies. I just I look yeah. I, I I was really just turning thirty, and before then I really thought I was just turning twenty five. So I don't want to look. I don't want to look two years, one years, however many years down the line, and be like, you could have done this, or you could have committed yourself more to this, or you should have went after this, or you should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's just the end of this year has just really for me been really truly diving into who I am and being okay you know being okay with with expressing myself like a kid sometimes like sometimes mm-hmm. i just go outside and just and and, and and just sit in indian style and just sit there with some of my thoughts and that's okay because that shit that shit like to do when i was a kid go outside right. and just dance in the rain you know what i'm saying like so and then um i had when we, the last season we were talking about like me taking a back a step back from church mm-hmm. so um I've been in this space now to where I'm slowly starting to get back into going back to church. I've nice. committed myself to one Sunday a month. <laughs> Come on, one Sunday a month. Oh, yeah. I've committed myself to one Sunday a month as of right now, but I've, I had to like kind of just start during this time decipher okay, was it the um, the gathering that I was up that I had an issue with, or was it? the religiosity that I was upset with right. and how do I just, how do I decipher the two and really put into practice 
chew the meat, spit, uh, chew the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah. Not every, not everything that that man, that man is saying across the pulpit is, is going to, is going to resonate with you. And that's all right. Mm-hmm. Because you, I, I have a, a understanding that you may not have tapped into yet. And that's fine. And that's okay. And that's, and that's okay. But so I'm, I'm not going to continue to allow that to keep me away from the gathering because I've always said this, like, I really believe that there are things that are unlocked in corporate worship that you can never get in your personal time. Yeah. So I need to like, really, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into that. <laughs> nice. So, so that was going to be my next question. How, how has what you've experienced this year so far changed you? Um, for me personally, my tolerance is low. <laughs> I for for yeah. things that are mm-hmm. not full of intention, my tolerance is low. I don't have the time for it. I will tell you, I don't have the emotional bandwidth for it. I I really will. I do not have the emotional bandwidth for it because there's no intention there, and I'm challenged. I'm finding myself now challenging the intention of things. Um, if you are, t- if you're going to tell me I'm just doing this just because I want to do it, blah, 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 m- more than likely I'm not going to show up unless there is a true and dedicated intention. Um, and that is because I'm tired of losing. Hmm. I'm hmm. I, just personally, I'm tired of losing and I'm you know, for for me to commit myself to something without intention is me for me throwing my time away. Mm. And it's like, yeah, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. So so I that that's 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 the next question. What has what you've been through so far um changed about you? I would say the same. Honestly, I would echo your thoughts. Like for me, it's like it's tolerance. Like there is even like across the board, even in relationships, platonic, romantic, whatever, there is just a certain there's a certain shit I'm just not gonna put up with anymore. Like there's just yeah. certain things that I I look for in friends, in a companion, in a partner that I thought was all the rage back like this time last year, but now I'm like, mm, not so much. So and then I just I'm not going to I I've learned the difference between between tolerance and patience. Mm. Tolerance is kind of me just um sitting in it and saying that okay this is not going to change so I choose to t- I understand that this this habit whatever is not going to change about you so I love you enough so that I'll just tolerate it. Patience for me patience for me is saying we don't agree with we don't agree on on this i we i have a completely different vantage point and so do you but i have enough patience to work through it with you yeah so i've learned who who in my life i can be tolerant with which if i if i don't like tolerating you bitch i'll talk to when i want to and i'm going to go shoot the other the other 95 percent of the time or who i want to invest my patience with Mm mm-hmm Ooh, um, I would say for me, it's it's a couple things, um, but kind of the same. So in one aspect of when you're going through a season of transition, whatever it is, sometimes it's not for you. 
it's for other people. And because I had a friend tell me, um, actually the night of my birthday, and we we went to another spot and she said, and I had no idea. She was just like, I've really been encouraged watching you go through what you are going through, but you still, you know, show up. And I'm just like, I hadn't even thought about it because we, mm-hmm. you know, we have the tendency sometimes to get so consumed in our own emotions and feelings that we forget that there is somebody watching and it's, it sounds cliche, but then you hear people tell you those kind of things and it's like, damn. And that, that moment was like, it was like a confirmation of like what you're, and I, I wasn't even out of, you know, what I was going through yet. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I knew I was yeah. on the brink. I was on the brink though. And I just like, every day I woke brink up, just hopeful. Breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. I just woke up like today might be it, you know, and then something else would happen it kind of felt like two steps back. Um, but to just know that and it was just like, it gave me, you know, like reassurance and like I said, affirmation. And then the other thing was on the other side of that is like, I learned how to keep my praise public, but my yeah. problems private. Yeah. Um, because people can take that and use it against you. Exactly. But then on the other side of that, when you finally share where you are in your life, they mm-hmm. say, I had no idea because every time I saw you, you were smiling. And I was like, really the only things that have kept me, I think through this time, my dogs and worship. Worship had a yeah. new, worship had a new meaning for me. So that's also something mm-hmm. I learned. I, like, cause I've, I've gone through stuff. I lost people, but I've never been to a point where like, I really don't know where the next, dollar is coming from mm-hmm. and you know and i have an eviction notice at home but i'm up here singing my heart out because mm-hmm. you know that's what i do but like i had never experienced those types of trials and using it to you know for to worship like it just it hit yeah. differently mm-hmm. um and i i now understand when people talk about that you know that place that they've been in of eviction or other things that they experience I didn't get it, yeah. but now I do. Yeah. <laughs> I actually resonate with that because um, I preached the week that my grandmother passed. Like, So my mm. grandmother passed on a Tuesday morning. I preached the following Sunday. And I was able to do that because, and I, I talk about it as a dichotomy, that while my natural sight was falling apart, my faith remained strengthened. And that was mm-hmm. difficult for me to to navigate. That was a difficult space because it was like, yeah, this death didn't do anything detrimental to my faith. It was detrimental to my humanity. Mm-hmm. And navigating that space of neutrality between um, my faith and my humanity was was a new place for me. So what I learned in that, and that's where I'm going next, is what did you learn? My what I learned in that was the power of a dichotomy that two things can really be true at once. Mm-hmm. That I could be very clear spiritually and a mess naturally. Yeah, I really yeah. learned that. Um, because my prophetic gift and um, my insight, my revelation was keen. During the passing of my grandmother, my 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 um, natural state, though, 
was a fucking mess. You're talking mm-hmm. about, and this is what we don't talk about. So we're going to do a grief episode, but this is what we don't talk about grief. Um, you feel a lot of things at one time. I was mad, I was hurt, I was sad, I was depressed, and horny all at the same time. <laughs> well, the horny is nothing new. Like, you okay. was be no, 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 no. <laughs> but but, but even, even the horniness, I felt like I was betraying myself or it, it was a yeah. different kind of thing because I was like, I just lost someone who means the world to me. Um. I don't want to be bothered, but I also want to be touched. Yeah. <laughs> you know, want, and, and for me, it was, I want to feel something other than sadness. Yeah. And that that whole horny grief thing is a real thing. And I, baby, I'll go toe to toe with somebody. Um, but one of the, so, so where I'm going next is what did you learn in, um, experiencing the things that you experienced, what I learned was that I really had a community, mm. and that was something that was very wonderful. Wonderful for me, there was there were pieces of my community that left me alone, and there were pieces of my community that was ever present, and I learned to value both mm-hmm. because everybody can't show up the way that I need them to show up. Mm-hmm. Some people I needed the space from. Other people mm-hmm. I needed you in my space. Mm-hmm. I realized who was really my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is I had people come to my house who just who did nothing but just come laying lay in the bed with me. And it mm-hmm. not on not on anything sexual. Yeah. It was I had friends. That said, no, Josh, you just experienced tragedy and trauma. Whatever you need, I'm here. I have friends. Yeah, I have friends that helped me find an obituary so that I can help write my grandmother's obituary. Mm. That, That, for me, that meant the world to me. Yeah. Because I was, I was pulled in every kind of direction. Um, because you know, with my grandmother, I wanted to honor my grandmother in giving her the kind of respect. I didn't want my grandmother to have a, an ordinary obituary. The funeral home, goodbye. No. <laughs> let me let me create and put together what I what I feel my grandmother deserves. And I had a friend group. We call ourselves the healing circle. I had a friend group that came. And when I called them, I said, hey, I just I just need y'all. They showed up and they all laid in my bed with me. <laughs> I love that. And they, they didn't they didn't try to comfort me. They just sat there. Mm-hmm. Josh, if you want to cry, we'll cry together. If you want to cuss, we'll cuss together. I needed that because one of the things that was most difficult for me in this in this season of my life was not being okay. I had to learn and I'm still learning how not to be okay because for yeah. I'm 29 for 29 years of my life I've mastered being okay. Yeah. Regardless of the circumstance. This this last piece of transition transition and me losing me watching my grandmother die every day. No, mm-hmm. I wasn't okay. And yeah. for people to 
honor me and respect and to give me the space and the permission not to be okay, that was different for me. I had to learn that space. I had to learn what it meant not to be okay because I've been, I've been okay all of my life. Yeah. Irrespective of the traumas that I faced, I've, I've faced trauma all of my life, but this time I was given the permission mm-hmm. not to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I learned. I, my biggest lesson in all of this was it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I learned, I learned a number of things. I learned um, what, be, what not being okay, but still having responsibility was. Mm-hmm. That people will tell you, take your time. But at the same time, they're really telling you, hurry up, take your time. Because I, I still need you to function as this. Right. So my eyes were opened um and it changed me in the in the realm of my tolerance but i learned what it meant to be not okay mm-hmm. i really did and i sat in there for um i want to share this message that i got because when people pass people start flooding your messages like crazy no, seriously. They flood your marriage. It's so overwhelming. It, it's, it's, it's overwhelming, and half the time people are giving you colloquialisms that mean absolutely shit, and I do mean mm. shit, and, mm. and you have to really decipher, okay, I know their intent was, was good, but this isn't it. But mm. I got a message that said, and I really want to read this. Um, it says... Um, you're one more day into feeling better. I know it doesn't feel, it doesn't really seem that way, but that's the truth. You've made it through so many of your tougher days and you're so much closer to being back at a comfortable point, comfortable point, a new and greater normal, just a gentle reminder. You can feel whatever you feel until you feel something new. And it's okay to feel something new. It's okay to move forward. And when you do, if if it so happens that you have to, a day of regression, it's okay. That's good, too. It's all just signs that you're alive and experiencing life. That was one yeah. message I got. And then the other message that I got that really changed me was, Josh, it's okay to be mediocre sometimes. Hmm. Yeah. You are a person that thrives in excellence and you want excellence. It's okay mm-hmm. to show up just as someone who's trying. Mm-hmm. Those two messages really, out of every message that I've got, those are the two messages that really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. One, the first message being that I have permission to feel whatever I feel, mm-hmm. whether it's progressive or whether it's a step backwards. Mm-hmm. I got the permission that I needed to have good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I got permission to show up with with truth that although I although you're used to me showing up in an excellent way, even me showing up in a in a way that I only have effort, mm-hmm. I got Capacity. the permission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the permission to show up with what with what I could actually give. Mm-hmm. Right. 
that was liberating for me because mm-hmm. um, I'll be very honest. Um, one day, I was ready to call, to call it quits. I was in the tub, and this is going to sound real horrible, but I said, hey, you can go with me, me. Jesus. Why did my mind go there, too? <laughs> you you can go. I was I was literally taking a bath. I was in a bath, and I was like, "Yeah, if things are not going to get better for me, you can go ahead and whip me." Me. I would rather somebody mm. come into my apartment and find me drowned in this tub than for me to stay alive, knowing that it's not going to get better. Mm. And I cried. And one day, I really wanted to give up. Um. So I've been on FMLA this whole time. And um, the the week that I tried to go back to work, I had panic attacks the entire day. I cried the entire day, my entire mm. shift, my entire eight hours. I cried and I wanted to give up, but I felt stuck because I knew I couldn't give up. Mm. And that's a real place when yeah. you want to give up, but you know that you really can't. That's a real place. And mm. I I was like, I... That that made me cry because I was like, I know I can't give up, but I really want to give up. I don't want to live anymore. Mm. Recently, I've had those thoughts where I do not want to live anymore, mm. and it was it was refreshing to me to know that people were in my corner enough to tell me that I had permission to feel whatever I felt. And I really, I I remember asking God why I why I was feeling the kind of lows I was feeling, and He said to me, "Josh, I'm not going to take this out for uh, away from you. You're going to feel this, but I'm I'm having you feel this and experience this so that you can develop and learn the technologies of grief, so that when you get here to it, when you get here again, it doesn't affect you the way it is is affected you now." Mm. You know, and that was a hard that was a hard space for me. Hearing that answer was hard for me because I was mm-hmm. like, why am I feeling this low? You know, I've and I've been very honest on this podcast about my cyclical depression. It happens in cycles, but this round of depression was different for me. It mm-hmm. was I did not get out of bed. I did not want to do anything. I wanted to have loads of sex because I wanted to feel something different than well, you know, grief, mm-hmm. than sadness. And I'm not going to hold you. I did. I had some wild sex. I did. Uh, I'm sure. I had some wild sex. and But but still feeling that that emptiness, that sense of, of um, not being satisfied. Yeah. Um, I grappled with that. I really did. But it did teach me who was in my corner and it taught me that I did not have to be okay all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, it's so important. I think we have the responsibility in yeah, our generation and then the next generation um, of teaching our kids to go through all of their emotions. Yeah, because that has really screwed us over because we are so conditioned and we sometimes pride ourselves in, you know, I'm black and I'm gonna get through it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, stand on, you know, the strength of what it means to be black. But at the same time, use your common sense 
and express those things because we it's hard to bottle emotions for a long period of time. Something is going to break you. Something's going to break you eventually. And I think for me, that's something I learned because again, I've always relied on, you know, perseverance and getting through things. And, um, it was like a, a humbling experience, like to know that I could go through that. Cause I felt the same. Like, that's why like, I'm grateful for my dogs because that gave me a reason to get out of bed. It's cause I have to Mm -hmm. feed Mm -hmm. Two big ass humans, basically. <laughs> right, um, right. Those are your kids. <laughs> I spend one hundred and seventy five dollars on their food a month. Um, but I cannot. If they weren't here, I, it probably would have been days that I didn't get out of bed. Probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have showered. Probably wouldn't have brushed my teeth, washed my face, because I was just. I felt the same, Josh. Like, if it's not going to get better, I don't want to be here, or I don't want to do yeah. anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to talk to anybody. I think at one point I hadn't because I, I usually call them, like I live 10 minutes from my parents, but I'm the youngest. So I usually call my mom every other day and it got to a point where it was like three and four days. And mm. so when I finally called, she was like, well, what's up with you? And I was just like, I just have not been in a talking mood. And she was like, OK. Um, but even then, there were like there were periods that I look back that I should have been more open about what I was going through. But at the the same time, some of the moments that I did choose to stay private and, you know, not necessarily put on, but just power through and push through. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that I did. So Mm -hmm. I think, um, so that was like, that was something that I've, that I've learned. And I'm just trying to move past toxic relationships and, being okay with if somebody does something to you, not always having to get the last word in and just Mm -hmm. being the bigger person. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being okay with that, being okay with making that decision. I still struggle with that too. Um, Mm -hmm. But I had an ex who... Never mind. (laughs) We'll save that for another episode. Uh, uh, Because if it's an ex... We, yeah, we'll save that for another episode. But um, yeah, so just I'm I'm really I'm really glad of the growth that I've experienced, and I just want to continue, you know, growing and yeah. strengthening my faith and all that stuff. So right, and I want to speak to your point about as, as far as like um, just instilling like that at an early age. Like it's just so crazy, like how like even in retrospect. Um, I was watching something and it was just this lady was talking about this young woman was talking about how she talks to her kids and mm-hmm. how she how like she is very verbal with them and she teaches them the eloquency of speech because I want even though you're only six years old, I want you to be, be able to properly verbalize how you feel to me. Mm-hmm. So when you when you grow up, you just you like because for for I I can't speak for all of black people, but for me, like in my household, it was always that oh my door is open, you can come and talk to me, but you're not teaching me how I can talk mm-hmm. to you. Now I have all these emotions, now I have all of this anger, all of this depression, yeah. whatever it is built up inside of me. And I don't know how to verbalize it, so I'm acting out now, and now you're mad at me, but you didn't give me the tools to really <laughs> verbalize what I what and what and how I wanted to say what I needed to say. Yeah. So I think that is, and when I do have kids, I I definitely want to like definitely implement that when I 
do have kids like just okay uh, well even with my goddaughter like uh, with her mom like when she was like first learning how to speak like she'll be upset she'll be like emma I, under, I understand that you're upset, but why? Are, wh- talk to me. What's going on? What are you feeling? Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so this means this, and that means that. So when you say this, it means this. When I say this, it means that. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. yeah. <sighs> no, I, 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 I think that everything that we experience, te- experience teaches us something. And that's why I really wanted to... Because I know... That 2022 has not just been what it has been for us, but globally, it's been an eye-opening experience. So I I don't want to always focus on what's happening to us, but Mm -hmm. I also want to happen. I also want to focus on what's happening for us as well, Mm -hmm. Um, because although the shit that's happened to us is tragic and bad, often times um what's happening for us is far more greater than what's happening to us um so it's to put into perspective um what we've gained in all of this because even though we've experienced so much loss and so much Mm -hmm. trauma and so much we've gained a lot um so that's that's really why I wanted to start the season off like this because it's really been a hard season, and I'm not oh, I'm not taking Uh-oh. that away. Stay <laughs> <Right>. with it. <laughs> I'm not taking that from anybody. It's been a hard, hard season. Um, mm-hmm. lost a lot of people. I've experienced highs and lows, and um relationally it's just it's been a lot but Mm -hmm. the lesson in all of this is to really um pay attention to what in what it is that i've learned Mm -hmm. and whoo my god lessons were learned lessons (laughs) were learned (laughs) your whole damn book (laughs) okay Lessons were learned. And when I write my memoir, child. <laughs> <laughs> I got, got a story to tell to you. To tell you about some things that I've been but I'm here. Whoa. Dear God. Dear God, <laughs> I'm here. Um, so, yeah, although 2022 was not the year that we expected it to be, and all of these different changes has happened, um, mm-hmm. I'm still grateful because it taught me some things I needed to know about me. It taught me who was in my corner. It revealed to me um, things that I have not healed from. I have resentment issues, you know, especially dealing with the, the death of my fa- of, of a family member and not seeing or my family not showing up in the way that I expected them to show up. I've mm-hmm. developed a lot of resentment, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just a different level of awareness, you know, that even, that even I have. So, um, yeah, I, I just really wanted to start, start the season off with that kind of awareness of assessing what's happened to you since the last time we talked and what has it changed in you? What have you learned and developed? Um, and that way we can we can really decipher where we really are 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we left because yeah. right now I'm dealing with a new level of anger. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. I'm dealing mm-hmm. with a new level of anger because my tolerance is so low. Yeah. <laughs> um. So mm-hmm. and you know, in talking to my therapist, it's it's normal, and a lot of things that we feel and face is really normal. But, you know, we're sensationalized a lot. And one of the things that I've grown to hate is sensationalism. Mm. Baby, give me the truth. Don't pretty it up for me. Don't give me the truth and let me deal with the true, unfiltered, raw facts. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Um, I'm happy that we are all still here because truth of the matter is it could have been real different. Real different. I'm speaking, and I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> okay. For me, I was ready to check the hell out of here. Yeah, I think we all were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all were. It's a, it's a testament that we are all still here, and the lesson in everything that we experience. Um, and we'll have we'll have a few episodes about this, um, because a lot of the colloquialisms that I got, I know that it's going to be okay, but it's not okay right now. Exactly, and you Don't telling just say me about shit just to some, say shit, right? Yeah. You telling you telling me about something futuristic does nothing for my right now. My right now sucks. Speak to my right now. Mm-hmm. Empathize with my right now. Um, so I think I've developed a maturity and a growth in you know empathizing in the right now. That when I talk to people, I'm less judgmental. I really am. I'm very, I'm less judgmental. Unless you dating somebody white. Now, if you dating with somebody white, okay. I'm full of judgment. No, we okay. want to, I think we need to talk about that too. Because we, we will, yeah. we will. Because I'm, I'm full of judgment. But um, I I don't, I don't have any judgment for people that do what they need to do to, to be okay. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to publicly say this. Weed has changed my life. Holy Last season, I was on a pen. And yeah. Um, it's a difference. Weed has changed my life. Would, yeah. They were trying to put, they were really trying to put me on a antidepressant. But, you know, asking the proper questions to different people that it, I chose not to do the antidepressant because when you start taking medications to change your that that affect your mental construct and infrastructure i didn't want i never want to be addicted to something mm-hmm. so for me weed allowed me to deal with what i need to feel but also not be too low mm-hmm. so you high. know Correct. <laughs> um, so I I I feel differently about weed than I did years ago. Mm. Mm. Because of the circumstances. My how the tables have turned. My how the tables have turned. Because last year I you couldn't get me to buy weed. You couldn't get me to buy, to smoke it. It was, you know. You would eat it and have your little pen. No, Correct. baby, break that, break that butt down, roll you a good blunt. <laughs> but I purchased it, I've okay. smoked it, and yeah, uh, it's, it's 
it's been beneficial to me. Um, so I have a newer understanding of it because as I always say, a lot of, a lot of our convictions have nothing to do with God. It's more to do with people. So mm-hmm. I've gotten out of that and I've done what I needed to do to be okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I'm okay with that, but I'm glad to see all of us in different spaces, in spaces of evolution where we have not succumbed to what we've been through mm-hmm. because the truth of the matter grief is not and we're going to have an episode about grief but grief is not just the death of some uh, of someone it could also be the death of something or the yeah. change of something yeah so um i've i've learned to be i've learned to grieve yeah and i've learned to give mm-hmm. myself permission to grieve yeah. Without the pressure of making somebody else comfortable mm-hmm. with how I choose to grieve, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's 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 where I am. Um, those are my new developments. Um <laughs> and honestly, I can give two flying fucks about how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end that? of the at the end of the day, it's not something that you have to experience. How you how you navigate and and, and get through what you go through, to God be the glory for that for you. But how mm-hmm. I navigate and you know chose to get through mine, um, I did what needed to be done for me. And can't nobody and beat your ass. And, okay, you can't beat me. <laughs> um, and can't nobody beat your so, ass. So yeah, so 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 then let's go into you dragging it. So you dragging it this season is going to be different. This is the segment that we're going to go into our DMs and you know, um talk about, you know, some we're gonna address what needs to be addressed. So the D, the DM that I want to address is something that I got the other day. Um it was a question from Snapchat that uh-uh. said, Why don't you fuck with me the way I fuck with you? And my answer is simply because I don't have to. This is America. I don't have to. I don't, just because you like me, don't, don't mean I have to like you back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to like you in the way that you like me. And there are things I'm just not attracted to you. Mm. And that's okay. I hate you those questions. Question. You being attracted to me does not mean I have to reciprocate. <laughs> that kind of that same kind of attraction, Jeremy. Shut up. <laughs> um, that same kind of attraction. I don't fuck with you because I don't want to. I don't have to. This is my phone. I got two phones, and I pay the bill on both of them, motherfuckers. And <laughs> at the same, at you know, I if I don't want to take you back, I don't have to. Right. How about this? How about? You entered your own question because I don't fuck with people who ask me dumbass questions on my Snapchat DMs. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even have my number. The fuck, weirdo. See you. Right. Weirdo. See you. So stop asking people. Stop asking people um, why they fuck with you. Why or they don't fuck with you the way that they that you fuck with them. It's because. It, it it does not have to be an equal balance. You know, mm-hmm. I would love for it. It, it. it would be pleasurable for it to be um, of the same equilibrium, but it's not <laughs> going to be like that all the time. <laughs> not equilibrium. Just, right. 
That's the word I'm. That's the word I'm choosing. That's the word I'm going All with, right. Jeremy. We're gonna go with you. We're gonna go with you. <laughs> gonna Just because shame. you like me does not mean I have to like you in the same capacity. You know, I might just want to be your friend. You trying to get some dick from me and I just might want to be your friend, you know, and I don't have to provide dick to you. You know, you just might not be, you might, you just might not be the type that makes my dick hard and that's okay. Now that speaks volumes because the wind makes my dick hard, but at the same time, (laughs) I don't have to do that. So. Um, you dragging it. I I want to bring to the table and to call out the person that DM'd me and said, uh-huh. "Why you don't fuck with me the way I fuck with you?" Because I don't have Ooh. to. This is America. <laughs> I have this is America. Choice. This is America. Do they listen to this? <laughs> Probably. Ooh. Oh well, hey. <laughs> and I said what I said. Good evening. <laughs> what the cross say? I said what I said, and I'm not coming up off of it. <laughs> what else you want, Candy? I said what I said. Um, <laughs> so let's wrap this show up. This is this has been a wonderful episode. Um, yes. This wine has whooped my ass, and mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I'm able to still articulate myself. But let's end the well, show. Well, this just hit my spirit. Wow, wow. We're gonna do this, Jeremy. No, sir. <laughs> okay. Welcome back. Thank you. Oh, this just hit my spirit. I'll start first. Um, what hit my spirit this morning? Actually, as I was still asleep, live your life for you. As long mm-hmm. as your life is pleasing to God, and it is not causing harm to any other person or any kind of race or any kind of other person, whatever, live your life. Live your life for you. And I stand ten toes deep on that. Live your life for you. Live your um, truth. Live your truth and be present in, in how you live, you know? Mm-hmm. that That's what hit my spirit. Live your life. As long as you are happy, it pleases God, and it does not harm others, baby, go off. Wow. You're struggling over there. All right, so this is what came to my spirit. Shout out to all the bald niggas out there. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> But anyway, um, I want to say, and kind of just going back to what I said earlier, sometimes what you are going through is not for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And no matter how hard the season is, I think you can hold on to that probably the most, knowing that it's not for you and it's not about you, even though it's happening to you. So... Mm -hmm. That's all. That's it. That's all. I mean, for um, I mean, nothing has hit my spirit. I'm gonna be honest. (laughs) Flesh. (laughs) No, but I mean, I just, just, I I would just echo everything that I said earlier. Just as far as like, um, just my personal process. Just it's okay to know and sit in and the difference between tolerance and patience. For real, for real. Like, I I want, Mm -hmm. I want us to, I want us to know the difference. Honestly, truly, because it'll help, it'll help your relationships and who is deserving of your presence. Honestly, truly, um, and then it, it'll it'll show you what people have the capacity for, and they can reciprocate what you need them to reciprocate or not. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, l- l- learn that difference. Period. Hmm. And y'all, that this has been a great episode. This is the first episode of season three. We 
listen, I promise you, we have so much in store for you this season. We have a lot of guests. We have a lot of conversations that just really need to be had. Um, so tune in this season. Um, this season is going to be one of the best or the better seasons um, since we've started uh, because we're growing and we're <laughs> e- uh, evolving. So um, no blow dryers. Tune in every week. No blow dryers. What you mean? Jeremy. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> tune in next week. Um, we will be back with a brand new episode. And welcome back, you guys. We are going there this season. And despite my co-hosts, I am I am present. I'm present. I'm present. Think I'm about it. Blow dryer. Blow dryer. Blow dryer. Come on now. All right, so we're gonna have to talk off. We're gonna have to talk off. Yeah, we have to talk off. We have to talk talk off. But we are signing off. This has been a great episode. Um, Send (gasps) us your questions. DM us, and you know, let's let's get with it. Um, Welcome back. The way I see a podcast is in full effect, and we are here to stay. We ain't going nowhere, bitch. No (laughs) matter. So uh, we are signing off. Have a great rest of the day. Love each other, be compassionate, and stop all this judgmental stuff. Love each other and try to figure out what's going on with each other. Um, We're signing off, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your Friday. All right? Now, fuck Greg Abbott. I stand on that. Hot wheels. (laughs) Hot wheels. And we are out. All right? Peace. (laughs)